On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty um, impressed that Miss Jenny over here is all like lightning stepping milk. She's got her four bottles of water trying to hydrate from her late night last night. Ah! You're calling me out. <laughs> calling you out. Late night. Late night. Yes. Rolling in. Well, we had a big goodbye. For those of you who know me from Morning Dose, the show I was most recently working on, my uh, co-host Layla, who's been on this show before, yeah. is moving to LA. Oh. She is a super-sized talent. Her name's Layla Muhammad. Follow her. She is going to just be blowing up with success, I think, when she gets out there. So we had her big going away party last night, and yes... She's got a I couple bottles out. of water. <laughs> I, and she's like no. all perky and stuff. I didn't expect her to be so perky. I, I figured her to be it's a little me. bit. I know, but you know, I mean, it was a late <laughs> one. It's not like we're used to that anymore. I know, right? No, mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm back in my fighting form. Right, so we got Jenny and Zach, and, and Matt is like out partying somewhere. I guess he's like <laughs> and Matt's uh, still recovering. Yeah, right, he, he's still. Really yeah, nice. he, he was just recovering by thinking about Jenny out last night. <laughs> he's recovering from that sushi from last episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a couple episodes yeah. ago. Oh God! Isn't he on vacation or something? I think he is on vacation. Yeah. yeah he's doing his thing i know uh, you said megan's been under the weather so that's a bummer so well i'm hoping she feels better oh gosh yeah, yeah. there's the nothing worse than going on vacation and getting sick no nothing worse it well was, well we're, we're we're leaving in australia in like four days really yeah from this we're recording was, here when it, this drops it's like i guess next it's in Tuesday. march yeah that makes sense okay yeah. March has crept up on me Man, like yeah. fast big time yes I, I was just looking at my vision board on the wall in the laundry room yesterday and thinking okay wow so we're already two months in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what have we gotten done and I actually did get started on one of them inadvertently oh yeah future of fitness yes yes you did mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know what that maybe means maybe we'll talk out. about that next episode okay yeah yeah that, yeah. yeah let's do next, that next episode one. you guys I have a big venture yes oh, <laughs> oh, oh. do I oh wow all yeah. right it's gonna be yeah. fun I like that we'll drop it like it's hot next episode Uh-oh. you like that that's right that's a good little tease <laughs> to what it is actually <laughs> although you guys like Ching. don't worry don't don't worry about watching the video Heath is not dropping it like it's hot <laughs> it's all good I would a, break the internet I'm so you know for being a for being a young millennial I'm so out of touch what is that a physical action dropping it like it's hot is there like supposed to be a video Zach you I, <laughs> I can't believe that. you just said that out loud <laughs> what am I I can't I'm literally like at this moment the oldest I'm, millennial I'm, we know I'm like <laughs> this is dropping it like it's hot was probably even back in art yeah yeah you don't know it because you're too young for it because yeah. it's like not even cool anymore yeah well uh, i remember it i just don't it's fine speaking of old <laughs> right speaking of speaking of old uh, yes. our Zach. first headline what a segue 
Uh, this man won't go into a nursing home, will spend his golden age at the Holiday Inn. Almost 100,000 Facebook users have already shared Tara Robinson's retirement strategy to stay at multiple Holiday Inn hotels to save money, get better service, and see the world. While the average nursing home costs $188 per day, wow, Robinson wrote that reservations at the hotel chain cost $59.23 per night with both a long-term stay and senior discount. Factor in free breakfast and happy hour, and Robinson cal calculated that, that would leave $128.70 a day for food and entertainment. The Holiday Inn offers, offer, also offers, good lord, a spa, swimming pool, workout room, laundry room, and a lounge. Of course, complimentary shampoo, soap, toothpaste, and razors will rack up savings, too. Hotel staff will fix any issues, from light bulbs to mattresses, and they'll apologize for the inconvenience. Night guard security keeps watch. Maids check in daily. Over 100,000, 100, I'm falling apart here, 1,100 <laughs> Holiday Inn locations uh, available. Robinson said he can travel wherever he wants. A uh, local change of scenery and social opportunities are also reachable with an airport, shuttle, church, church bus, or city bus. Family can come over. The grandkids can swim in the pool. This might be the greatest retirement strategy ever heard. All right? And, and, <laughs> and it involves, of course, our lovely holiday. And what do you guys think about this? And he's from Texas, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> a, a Texas man, yeah. He's, that's genius. It's pure genius. It that, feels genius. It really is. Like It, it makes a lot of sense. It, he's right. Like you don't you, you get a maid every day if you lived in a hotel, right? They make your bed, clean it up for you every single day, <laughs> replenish everything. I believe the correct terminology is housekeeper. Oh, but yes, well, I, yes, yeah. you do, and I would love that. And that's actually one of my favorite parts about going on vacation. Well, okay, not one of my favorite parts, <laughs> but I do like love. I do love going on vacation and when coming Australian, back. In the, she can't wait the, to get the bed made. <laughs> bed made. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Well, I do. I do see where he is looking for the life of luxury at the Holiday Inn. And I think it's also a slap in the face of the current system at how expensive nursing homes and home health care and stuff is. I think a lot of it has to do with that from his standpoint, which I don't blame him. I'm in the insurance business, and, and so um, a lot of people like to blame us for cost of insurance, but yet it's these nursing homes and stuff are really taking advantage of lots of situations and that's a whole nother topic yeah it's a whole nother topic and you know in the media we've covered some really really sad situations of course not all of them are bad a lot of them are excellent mm -hmm. um but we have covered some really really sad situations uh around that realm so i understand why he's looking for an alternative so my second shot when i saw this i loved your second shot oh thanks babe so so when i think about this everyone's like oh and i actually posted this on my facebook page and we got hundreds of comments about you know oh what do you want to do with your retirement and people had these grand plans you know some people said oh well i'm gonna you know move to the country or i'm gonna i've got this fabulous nursing home setting up and i'm gonna play games every night and i'm going to make all these friends and i'm gonna start a cooking class and i'm gonna do all of this stuff and it made me think why are we not bringing some of this into our lives right now? We speak so much about the future that that I think we get outside of ourselves and we do day-to-day -day misery with the plan on one day, someday, enjoying life. And, and it's just, you know, we all know it's not promised. We all know that, that, you know, all we have for sure is the exact very moment that we're in. And I think it's a tough balance because some people are going to say, well, Jenny, you know, we have to work. We've got to do the tough stuff. We've got to potty train our kids. We've got yeah. to do the things that we don't want to do. So how are you expecting us to enjoy life? I'm just saying, um, don't always put off for retirement or for, for whatever it is, something that you could do now, like a cooking class or something that you could kind of carve out something so that you're truly enjoying the present. Well, and, and it's kind of that, um, it's that, that mindfulness and that, that, that middle ground of, 
the Dave Ramsey type approach and the throwing, you know, caution to the wind and just mm-hmm. spin blow, right? Right. Like, I love what the Dave Ramsey approach has done for so many people that were really out of control that got them on tight budgets and Absolutely. stuff. But a Dave Ramsey approach is not living in the moment. It's it's literally putting aside for a later date and you can't spend a dime now. So I believe there is a middle ground. And I believe that you, can, um, you can't just keep setting everything aside for this future date, right? right? Like, like you said, that's why I loved your approach because then we pass up on all the things that, that – that could come across our path that we're not even taking advantage of and looking at. I mean, there is definitely a difference of the carelessness. I mean, I would tell you to always venture closer to the Dave Ramsey than, you know, throwing your money out to the wind. But but you don't have to be that tight with it to where you don't go enjoy what you have. Well, and I would also argue that it doesn't have to be financial, you know, yeah. in terms of spending money, the, the enjoyment, true. you know, the the... For example, I, I this is I'll just kind of critique myself on this. I have on my vision board, and in in my life, I always have these desires for spending more time outdoors. You know, this is something that's really important to me. Well, okay, Jenny, why are you waiting for this big vacation? You know, you can prioritize on a Sunday go for a hike in Texas. There are plenty mm-hmm. of day hikes that I could figure out and I could kind of plan on my own. So so just, um, you, you know, some of these things that we think are vital and I think, I imagine, gosh, maybe in our retirement, we're going to have a home in Idaho or Colorado or um, someplace like that where we're going to hike all the time. Well, if you love hiking now and that fills you up now, do it on a Sunday or do it, you yeah. know, take it, take a day off work and, and do that thing that makes you happy or cook that meal that makes you happy. Yeah. Um, you know, all these things that, that we push off, push off, push off until someday. And, and that someday is not always guaranteed. Well, you know, you know, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go know ahead. What I, I like about this one. I, I love the perspective and I know it's something we've talked about a lot on this show, but like, I, I, I think a lot of people think of retirement as like this, just super cushy, like, I'm going to have it all, all the fruits of my labor, right? <laughs> I'm going to have everything worked out. And for a lot of people, that's not necessarily the case. And, and a lot of, I think it's easy to feel Truth. concerned yeah. about that, mm-hmm. to, to feel like, I don't know how things are going to work out. I love that this man looks at something like the Holiday Inn, a, a hotel that a lot of folks would probably brush off as 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 the the back end of options, <laughs> right? Is not that awesome. And and if, if, if life is... is if, if life is dinner and retirement is dessert, this guy is taking it every step of the way. And I love it. Like yeah, he, the he spa, doesn't, the yeah, exactly. Yes. He's, he's not, he's not afraid of, of, of what, what he's not going to have. He's only looking forward to what he will have. And it's a super cool idea. I love it. That's a great second shot. That really is. Yeah. I like that one as well. Yeah, a lot. Too. And, and, and what would be some little things I think that, you know, like you just talked about on the hiking, I think is a really good example of something small that is saying, start living maybe more today versus mm-hmm. waiting for that living. And I think that was a great example. Anything else come to mind that maybe some of the listeners have that some little things that they can go live more today versus tomorrow? Well, I think about some stuff with Brighton. Yep. So, some things where I remember when uh, I was working a really, really crazy schedule, getting up at 2 in the morning, and I, I did kind of do a lot of, oh, well, when I'm not doing the schedule, when I'm not doing this, when I'm not doing that, well, guess what? I stopped working that schedule, and my schedule is still insane. So what I've been trying to do is carve out more time for her. For Like, I discovered that she loves to get her toenails painted. She loves it. The girl Aww. is 20 months old. And by the way, I did get this special non-toxic paint for, you know, <laughs> so just, you base know. Base is covered. Yeah, yeah, so base is covered there. But um, but I, I, I 
have said to Heath before, I can't wait till she and I can go and, you know, get our nails done together if she's into that. And then I was like, you know what? Let's try it now. You know, have it. those fun little experiences now. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things like that. I mean, what, what writing, you, for, for example, I'm, I, I have been saying, gosh, my my blog, my website is a complete disaster. It needs an overhaul. And that was preventing me from putting any content out. But what I decided was I'm just going to write these blogs. And if the website crashes, oh, well, at least the first people who get on there are going to be able to see it rather than waiting for the perfect website to be there because I can either do nothing and wait until I have time to create this perfect website or I can put something out there and perhaps touch somebody. Well, and, and I think what you just said was the perfect way to figure out how to how to know it in your own life as a listener. Um, is that if you're saying one day when, one day mm-hmm. when, if when you, I think that's the perfect way to think about it. Is anything you've got in your head that you're going, that you keep saying one day when this happens, I'm going to do this or, okay, make, yeah, this is going to happen, da, 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 right? If you're mm-hmm. saying that, that may be one of those things. Take a look at and go, take a second shot at that and go, hey, how can I incorporate some of that now? You know, just like what Jenny was talking about, maybe not going to the, uh, Nail salon with Brian, but getting some of this whatever kind of non-toxic paint this <laughs> supposedly is, is and sitting down. And she had a little bowl out and put her soaked her we water. We did. And, I and, gave her a little pedicure. And she Aww. loved it. Okay, so like these are little things to think about, and I hope that we all walk away instead of looking at one day when we start doing a little bit of them right now, and maybe go get a Holiday Express, <laughs> Holiday Inn, like spa. a weekend vacay, <laughs> yeah. vacay, and the whole nine yards. We'll be back in the second segment of Second Shot. Makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now, listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. So Jenny and I got to have a fun uh, other night a couple nights ago where, um, you know, good friend of the show and buddy, Chad Prather, had us on uh, his um, podcast and, and, and show, did uh, interview Jenny and then interviewed me. And, and yesterday, Jenny's came out, so you can go to the Watch, Ch- watch Chad Prather show. Mm-hmm. Um, in yesterday's episode, uh, they interviewed Jenny and talked a lot about her thoughts around fake news and what that means and kind of all those things, which is very interesting. And mine Ooh. will drop on Monday, the one with me, which uh, so the Watch Chad Prather show. Just change over to Blaze Media, so it's a cool new set. And um, over there, he's got a TV show now. I mean, he's just blowing it up. Yeah, he really is. I'm I'm so impressed by what he has has done. It doesn't surprise me at all that he's found this kind of success. So we are certainly grateful to Chad for having us on and allowing us to kind of you know promote Second Shot. And also, it was neat for me to be able to talk about the fake news stuff, stuff that I've never really been able to talk about because of certain restrictions. So I kind of gave my opinion on where how to find news that's not biased um how to find 
you know, try to find a middle ground if that's what you're looking for. Not everybody is, but if you are. <laughs> I, uh, where can we find this? Sorry, not that Chad I... Chad Prather Show. I don't want people to, like, just jump out of what we're doing here and go listen to that immediately, but, like, I'm no. really anxious to hear your thoughts about that. Chad Prather Show, that's the place. Yeah. What, what am I getting interviewed? Huh? Everybody yeah. else from Second oh, Shot. Yeah, that's, right? yeah. that's a good call. Hey. That's what we need to tell Chad. Yeah. Yes. What are you going to say? Yeah, exactly. Let's get everybody on there. <laughs> yeah. Keep promoting Second Shot. Right. Um, so, yeah, very cool of him to let us kind of promote this show and get the word out about this too yeah Yeah, it was fun it was um um his is much more of a relaxed like not kind of a structured show like ours is Mm -hmm. his is just roll with it and he just it's just conversation and talking Mm and um and batting around stuff so i think um um i mean they're like hour-long episodes i mean they're they're long. Yeah, it was it's a lot of us i do i do love his his set and the look of it like but i be, being an audio producer, definitely like the first time I tuned in, I was like, he's talking way too close to that mic. He's going to get all <laughs> modulated. That's not going to work. Like, I, yeah. But no, no, no. I'm, I'm very excited for it. I got to check out that episode. Yeah, I don't have that problem picking up those, um, you know, mic issues and Good stuff. That's not my thing. It's my, it's my cross to bear. <laughs> yeah, uh, cross to bear. So I wanted to get into this next article. Yeah. Uh, when, I'm excited to talk about this one. When is it okay to use emojis? in the professional world. Gone are the days of the phone call. Banished are the letters written over time. In the digital age, we've been left with text, email, and the direct message. Hardly a place for long and articulated conversations. So, what do we turn to? The emoji. It's become a catch for uh, a catch-all for, for showing a full range of emotions, small, big, and outsized. So, how, if at all, does it fit into the professional world? And, and the article just outlines a few points here. Uh, email, text, uh, social media and presentation decks like meetings and, and conference calls and what have you, and whether or not using an emoji in a professional setting is okay. This one fascinates me because I'm a millennial, and and in personal text, I, I use emojis a fair bit, but professionally, I don't think ever once one of these has crossed my email, but I've got a coworker who's adamant about them, and he's like, <laughs> they work, and, and it gets results, and people like them. Um, where do you guys land on this? You know this person, right? The the person who wrote the article, not the person who uses emojis oh. in the workplace. So this article was written by uh, someone who I've worked with professionally and now has become a friend, Julian Lever. Because of the way he wrote is this he the article, dapper, is he, the Dapper Diplomat. Oh, he's yeah. the Dapper he's Diplomat? the Dapper Diplomat, oh. yes. So we interviewed him on uh, Morning Dose during our national syndication and then also on Fox 4 in Dallas. And he, like I said... Um, has become a, a, a friend and he does speak a lot about etiquette he speaks he does coaching with families for children who are trying to get into prestigious schools he he does a lot around table places table settings and things like that so anyway he's all about manners and, and everything like that so it was interesting to see his take on this stuff now i will tell you the one area where i absolutely love 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 an emoji favor Yes, I, I was going to say that too. Favor? I love when I order my favor too. and so you know, hi, this is Molly with favor. Um, I'm on my way to the restaurant and and she puts like a little car with like a little speeding thing behind yeah. it, and then it's like you'll have your warm food soon, and then there's like a bowl of pho or something on her little emoji. I think it's super cute, and that's in a professional setting. So that's one example where I feel like she and I are connecting on a different level because she's sending these cute fun text you gotta hold on you gotta play it out for those of us at home what what is favor delivery oh, service? okay favor yeah. oh, oh like uber oh. eats and yeah, all that yeah. it's like DoorDash. Uber, yes right. we um i've said it before i do i am not a cook seven nights a week wife you cook the four or five nights i do a week. cook i do cook, cook a, a decent amount cook but on the days that i don't if we're not going out we order 
in and we'll order Favor or Uber Eats. And well, that- we like Favor the most because, I mean, honestly, almost because of the emojis and how much they're in communication yeah, with us. Yeah, because they keep in constant communication. And if they'll they'll write and say, hey, did you want anything else? And I might say, oh, you know what? Actually, can you add on some, you know, I wanted a starter salad or something. And they'll be like, sounds great. Good choice. Like, it's super friendly. Yeah. And so I do like it in that setting. For some reason, that's the only professional setting where I think it's okay. And that's that's saying a lot because you come from like broadcasting, and you think people are like, well, that's like semi-professional. People aren't like <laughs> even in that setting. You didn't find like coworkers sending you cool smileys. Or- Here's where I would uh, differentiate. Several of my colleagues, and and Heath will have a different perspective because he's the boss. Whereas I was more on a colleague, you know, have always been more on more of a colleague level with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my colleagues I worked with on a regular basis then became my friends, my good friends. So if we're, but still, even if, um, say, it's a girl that I hang out with and go to lunch with, and you know, she's come over and hung out with Bright and things like that on personal texts, we will use all kinds of emojis. I mean, I still, I'm not. Um, I still try to use language. Mm-hmm. Language is preferred to um, pictures for me. But on a professional text, if I'm corresponding with that same person, I, I wouldn't use that because I know that that text could then be screenshotted and sent to somebody else or sent to somebody else or sent to somebody else. And if we're communicating facts on a story, for example, where I'm trying to say I worked the story in the morning and she is picking up the story for the afternoon and I need to convey all the details and facts, there's just not really space for emoticons, emojis, things like that because they they're open to interpretation it's not an actual word so if i put like one of those little side smiles like yeah i think this is the house you should go to and then a side smile she might wonder well is this the house or is it not do you mean i need to do more research on my end or are you saying go directly to this house that that little side smile emoji could leave a lot open to interpretation which could then break down the communication. Also, it, it, from from a more simplistic basis, if she screenshot, say the story gets passed off from her to somebody else, and she needs to screenshot that stuff over to another colleague, perhaps a colleague I'm not really close to. Well, then he or she is kind of looking at like, oh, okay, Jenny's working on this story, but also using like heart emojis and, and side smile emojis. And so I think that can come across as unprofessional. What do you guys think my answer, my thoughts are going to be on this? Like, I, well, I want to know what y'all think I'm, I'm going to, where I'm going to stand. Well, I, you know, I'm coming at this from a weird place. Because, I, one, I don't know you as well as Jenny. Big surprise. Uh, two, <laughs> I know you guys, you, you have some really cool, like, get-togethers. You mm-hmm. do some really cool rewards. You work really well with employees. I feel like you guys bounce back and forth off each other really well. You're very much like a team kind of guy, you yeah. know? And, and you appreciate people. You don't micromanage. Um I'm not sure, honestly, but I also know. Yeah, hey, you guys, you guys go hard in the paint. You don't mess around. Like you're, you're in it to win it. So I, I don't know, uh, Jenny. What do you think? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a no from here. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't. But you, you bring up such an excellent point, Zach, because it's like if, when you go to Heath's incentive meetings. I don't know what the what the correct terminology like is, parties, but it, yeah, they're having out. so much fun. Yeah. They're yeah. race. They're racing cars. They're winning TVs. I want to work for him, <laughs> yeah. but then I realize right. how hard they work, and I say, never mind. I'm <laughs> out. Um, but I, I I actually don't really know. My initial reaction would be no, because I know that you don't use them a ton with me. Even mm-hmm. in fact, you could use them a little more if I can be honest. <laughs> 
If I can throw a critique out there, yeah. I wouldn't mind some I'll work on bitmojis, that. emojis, memes, and um, those little pictures that I'll, you can send. I, I like those. I, I'll work on that. I'm like, I like the gifts. Yeah, those the, are the gifts. Funny ones yeah. I really could care less. I just, the over, the, there's so much overrated with this what's professional, what's not. I think that's one of the biggest problems Ooh. is all of this crap around how you mm. gotta be. You know, like there's this, you got to be this way. Bull, you don't have to be, get your job done. I mean, there's a lot of people, though, that are sticklers for all this crap. I'm not. I don't, just to be a stickler for it? Yeah, I think yeah. it's just to be a stickler because they want to act like they're higher than people and be like, oh, I'm, we're professionals here and we're going to be high and mighty on our mountain. I mean, that's, get the job done and everybody communicate. But And, and when you have all those rigid lines in place, then that's whenever the damn uh, problems that come about because why people feel like it's toxic places to work mm. and, they, and the barriers aren't crossed because people aren't even allowed to be them. When we talk about diversity and inclusion, that's, a, that's accepting of all kind of cultures and, and thoughts that may bring into it all, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you have these crappy, like, oh, professional lines of what they are, like, of little, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, you don't touch people, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Some of those simple things that are very common understandings, I think, across all lines are. But, I mean, like, emojis and stuff, it's like if people are really... You think this is a too small of a thing to argue about? It's... It is, but it isn't. I know that so many do. So my advice for people, like, like if it, it's me, I really could care less. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I'm not the norm in, in that case. So I don't want to give everybody bad advice to start using them because I know that the overwhelming well, that's majority. Th- that's why we have different perspectives. You're the boss, so you can say it's okay. I'm coming from an employee perspective saying if someone screenshots that, it's full of unprofessional text and language then it's it just isn't a great look what i would tell you to do is is you know the co-worker and environment you're in understanding the majority i would you know you you if you become close with the co-worker and y'all are friends and, and you you um you know that y'all both kind of reciprocate all that then maybe send it but like until you really get to know somebody and you really kind of built that relationship i wouldn't go to the emoji con level and stuff because it could come off as um a a, a negative just because so many people care about what's professional and what's not and that kind of thing is something that would bother them so i would tell you if you're in a work environment and you know it's your boss and you really don't know your boss that well right it's just the boss relationship you know mm-hmm. don't send them an emoji con okay They're just i just wouldn't do it even if they send you one i probably i don't know if i'd send it back unless you actually really get to know that person mm-hmm. right so i mean you definitely um unless you're in marketing you don't put it in powerpoints right but if you're in marketing putting something together and that's part of your marketing you put it in there but i mean overall I just get tired and sick of this who's making up these lines of what's professional and what's mm-hmm. not. You know, I'm really, I'm not the person, I'm not a detail guy as much. So I don't, I just go get our job done. Let's have fun. Let's kick butt and let's get our job done. I don't care if you use emojis to get that done or not. Or if you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just not my, that's just not the stuff that I pay attention to. I pay attention to getting your job done. I'm not paying attention to, oh my God, they sent an emoji in that email. Right. So you're feeling like it's an unfair judgment yes. and unnecessary judgment. But it, but it's there, but it's real. Right. People, people do it. People do do it. So people just judge be mindful. For it. I do want to say one more thing. I know this, we need to wrap up this segment. Um, when Zach and Matt send our, they produce the show and get the show together and they send us stats on how 
many of all of you listened to the show and how well it did and everything like that. And they include some fun little graphics and things. And I it's awesome. love that. <laughs> the gifts and stuff, that's amazing. I look forward to that email. Because we're in a creative space. I think you also have yes. to consider Where you, the business, the space that you're in. That, that might not be appropriate in the rankings and ratings of another type of product. But for ours, we're in a creative space. It's a creative outlet. We're, it's a communication tool for them to send that stuff. So I really love it. Aww, yeah, I, I think that um, we're, we get to, in the business world and all this, we have too many lines up that we try to get too detailed versus the, what matters, which is getting the job done. In my humble opinion. <laughs> we'll be back on the third segment, uh, second shot, right after this. That's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today kick off your boots or suit up the choice is yours welcome back to second shot on rncf so I have to say, it really excites me when I go look at our ratings and reviews, and that we've up to like 122, 123 ratings. So we're like getting so my shaming has been working, um, and and it's very much appreciative. I'm you know I'm, we we cracked that top 200 in the business podcast, but here was something cool, huh? So this week, as, as everybody knows, uh, yesterday we talked about earlier yesterday, Jenny's um, podcast with Chad on the Watch Chad Prather show came out, and mine comes out Monday. Um, Chad told us a very interesting stat, or you may not have been there. This was um, maybe when I was doing mine. He told me a very interesting stat about um, a pod- about podcasting, that there's over like 500,000 podcasts now nationwide. Uh-huh. Okay? I mean, oh, global, wow. Yeah, global. everybody's got a podcast now. It's like tons of them. And the top, I, I want to say. Wow, and we cracked the top 200, you guys, in the business podcast yeah. realm yeah. at I'll, one point. I want to say he said only 10% of podcasts ever get like 50 or 60 downloads a week it may not even been that much oh wow so so what you're saying is that's what our he, listeners he was talking are about showing up yes be- so thank you guys for that yes and because he was talking about when we started second shot at first it was like a thousand a week mm-hmm. and 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 how we would get, be going like man we're not growing that whatever and he's when he pulled those numbers that how small amount of downloads a week were like the average was like how much further above it was which was pretty crazy so we've got awesome listeners by the way we really do we really it's it's, it's a great community that that you all have made um so thank you and on on the second shot facebook group uh we've been really growing um in a big way as well which has been nice so um go join the second shot facebook group and also we had on friday a five-star rating and review smart and refreshing must be talking about me on the smart part Oh, has uh, to be. I don't know if they specify. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Katie Bug, twelve twenty one. I live in Texas and have been a fan of Jenny since she was on Fox Four. I have since become a huge fan of Heath as well. You know, she says the smart one. 
Oh, no, really. she didn't say that. I, I just made that Katie up. Katie Bug. Don't let him put I, words into your mouth. I just made that up. <laughs> um, they are so relatable and encouraging. I love their transparency and all talk it, topics. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Katie Bug, for taking the time to leave a rating and review. It is much, much less appreciated. Oh, uh, it really is appreciated because we do put the time into these these uh, podcasts. And the more people who get on there and speak about it, rate them, review them, then we are able to spread this to a larger audience because it goes up higher on the charts. So thank you sincerely for for taking the time to do that, Katie. Yep. Um, Chat. I mean, um, Zach, did you? Weren't you? Were you trying to say something while ago? Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say uh, first facebook.com slash group slash second shot. That's the group, and, and I wanted to say it's a funny uh, double sided coin second shot because I I love being a part of it and I love the growth and the listeners are incredible and you guys are all amazing. Um, we do other podcasts here at, at RNCN, and let me tell you, it is the it is. The, the best, worst, best high water mark to talk about because I have shows that come in and they look at their statistics and they're like, what about that show Second Shot? How do we get numbers like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I was like, ooh, like, <laughs> well, you know, you got to do commitment and you got to yeah. work at it. And, and like, it's you guys. I work you guys at this. The, I, I spend a lot of time on this. Yeah. We do. Yeah. You, you have no idea how much of an example you're setting for people and, and how much of an expectation that puts in front of, of others in the best way possible. Uh, and <laughs> well, good. But yeah. you know, it goes back to that thing that we've always talked about on everything is a lot of people will think things just happen. They don't just happen. It take, I mean, we're 107 episodes in. You know, a lot of these other people are sitting there at episode 20 going, how do we get there? Well, we didn't have these numbers at episode 20. Mm-hmm. It's consistency. It's going to, it's working on getting creative. How do you start in this? How do you push it out? I mean, it's it's not easy. And there are times that it just feels lull. And, but then you get the listener ratings or reviews or emails or, or you, the person who requested part of the group and talks about how it inspires them and it makes it all worth it. It's why we do this and why we take the time to do it. And we did get a, an, an email from somebody. Actually, it was uh, somebody who I'm connected with on Instagram who listens to the show who sent an article, and they mm-hmm. were curious about uh, Heath's perspective on that one. Yeah, they um, so sent an article in, um, and I'll let uh, let uh, Zach yeah, let read me. the cliff notes on it. <laughs> yes. I found it. I've got it pulled up now. I like this one. Angry father slaps stepdaughter's 12-year-old bully. Uh, this is in Deer Park, Texas. Shout out, Deer Park. Uh, Deer Park police say they arrested a man for slapping a 12-year-old boy in the face, accusing the preteen of bullying his stepdaughter. Uh, apparently, the daughter was walk- walking home, and, and the dad had, had uh, received a call from her saying, hey, come pick me up. There's, there's some boys being mean. He showed up. Uh, there was a 12-year-old, uh, his 12-year-old daughter and some other boys uh, walking, and, and they were being mean to her and, and saying things that I'm not going to repeat on the podcast. Um, he stopped and confronted the kid, uh, and then they've got... Uh, Police have security footage of, of him shouting at the twelve year old boy and then slapping him across the face with an open hand. Um, it's a story. Uh, I uh, uh, Heath, any any hot takes? Well, she sent in and she said, "I listened to the latest podcast and wanted to send an article that would be a great follow up to what Heath was talking about regarding his anger and not letting his daughter see that side." Mm-hmm. This dad hit a twelve year old boy who was bullying his daughter. Look, I, I, this is what I can tell you. I got to try to get myself there to go. I'm not going to be happy if somebody's bullying my daughter. Oh, no. Okay? No, I'm not going to act like I'm not going to be happy. But I've got to tell you, as an adult and who you are, you've got to control yourself in that. That is just absolutely absurd for you to go and make that approach with a twist. Like, it's like you are the adult. You are the one that has to be the bigger and better person. You know, you need to go talk to that 12-year-old kid's parents or something. You know, because also on the other side, if a grown man puts his hands on my 12-year-old son, it's not going to be very good. Mm. Right. 
you know? So, yeah. so it's yeah, both sides like of it. She, but but like as an adult, sent that in. Yeah, you need to hold yourself be an adult. It's, you need to hold yourself to a higher standard. I had somebody in here just the other day. They were talking about how when they were a kid, they went to Catholic school, and they had a, a nun teacher, I forget her name, uh, it's Whitmore or something, that any time they didn't sit up straight, they'd grab them on the knuckles with a ruler, right? And, and they would spank them back in the day. I think a lot of adults grew up in environments like that, right, where, where other adults had the authority to do something like that. And I think it makes it challenging um, as an adult now to understand, hey, uh, I do, being, being older than a kid does not give me the right to do that. That person was in a position of authority. I'm not right. Like yeah. I, I, think, I think I think it's easy to have a bias there. That ain't your kid. That is somebody. That is not. The, <laughs> that, that's just you don't you you you. That's not the route you go. So, yeah. in my opinion, as an adult, you have to have your emotions in check. Um, especially if you don't want your kids to turn out to be a nightmare, then you know you need to be an emotional. You need to contain your emotion. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about the, the event that you emceed this week because this was super cool, and I think it's an event close to your heart, and I think you got to meet some really cool people, oh, and so I would yes. love for you to talk about it. Thank you. Um, so there is an organization in Dallas called the Elisa Project, which is committed to serving the eating disorder community in terms of education, resources, help, recovery, awareness. And um, I've gone to several of their events and I was, I remember when I very first moved to to Texas and I found out about this organization, I was like, gosh, I would love to be involved. I feel like I kind of manifested this whole thing to happen. I would love to be involved with an organization like this because this is something that I had gone through and I actually came to Texas for part of my own eating disorder recovery. So it kind of came full circle that I was able to be here for this event and emcee this event uh, here in Dallas. And the speaker was Grace Byers. So if you don't know her name, she was Anika Calhoun on Fox's Empire. She's also on the Fox show Gift, The Gifted. And, and so I saw her, this, this woman is drop dead gorgeous. I walk in and I was like, oh my gosh, that's her, that's her, that's her. Trying not to fangirl. We like that show. We that's love, the, the, yeah, we the love Empire. 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 I actually, I hosted the Dallas premiere of Empire years ago. And when nobody knew what it was. Yeah. And then we've we've became fans of the show and, and watched it and everything like that. So I get there and I was like, "Oh my gosh, look who else is here!" It's the older her, brother, right? Her husband is the older brother on em- the oldest brother on Empire, the one who's not the singer. What's his name now on the show? Andre. Andre. So her husband is Andre. They could not have been more kind, warm, down to earth. And on the show, cool. Andre killed her. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So it's crazy. Whoa, spoiler alert. Yes. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Yes, you guys need to watch M- M- Empire. Right. Not family friendly. Um well, what yeah. she what's the book called? What is the book so, about that so she wrote cuz you got that done for Brighton? The book is called I am enough and I and really, you know, the the Empire stuff, the celebrity stuff is fun, but the book is the meat of what I wanted yeah. to talk about to all of you because it, it's a children's book and um she Grace Byers is from she, she speaks about how she is white and she is black and she is from the Grand Cayman Islands, but yet she's also been raised part of her life in America. She is a child of two deaf adults. So she had all of these things where she felt like, what category do I fit into? Yeah. Who am I as a person? And so she speaks about, she spoke at this event about her journey and about finding out who she is as a person. And the end realization is, I am enough simply because I exist. 
Yes. And that to me, like I said, it's a children's book, but this message needs to be heard by adults, people of all ages, men and women. But if kids are the ones hearing this message, it'll start changing. Yes. And so this, I, I just highly recommend this book. And I, I have an Amazon page where I have all of my favorites. So I added that to the book section or you can just search on Amazon. You don't have to find it through my page, but um, it's called I Am Enough. The author is Grace Byers. And she autographed it for Brighton. She autographed it for Brighton, and that Aww. just was really meaningful. She was, I, and I told her, she, Grace doesn't have children, but I said, you know, you have to understand how many children, you're now a mentor to so many children around the world now who will be exposed to this book and to the messaging um, of that type of thing. Because I think it's, you know, I think all the princess books are fun. I think every type of book is fun. It's going to teach them their, their letters, their numbers, all this kind of stuff. But really, this type of message is, is paramount. So I am enough is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. That that was awesome. I, I I wish I could have been. I wish I would have been able to go because yeah. I would love to oh, meet them. Because that's what I love the show. You know, oh. the show is great. And her husband said, um, "You know, here's what's cool about our relationship." And they've been married, I think, for three years. He said, "I still have a huge crush on my wife." And to me, like, there's nothing better than that. That's, yeah, that's the cool. ultimate. And you could see the pride in his eyes when he was watching her speak and stuff. So it was very cool to see a down-to-earth celebrity relationship like Aww. that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so where can they find you at? So JennyAnchondo.com is my terrible website with a lot of good content. Um, <laughs> Jenny Anchondo TV on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook, Jenny Anchondo. Uh, Apple, Zackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Come get involved with the show. Join the conversation. Leave a rating and review. We'd love you. Thanks a lot. Ed Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire on all your stuff. And um, we love you guys and you are enough. And we'll see you next time.